All right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Where does time go on our Sunday mornings? You found it, baby? Great. Welcome. As we are receiving our offering this morning, uh, uh, I'm watching you. And uh, if we need to pass it through again, we will. Okay? (laughs) I'm just kidding with you. You know, we are so blessed here with our pastoral team, our eldership team. Uh, I'm so grateful for each and every person that is involved in our deacon ministry, our financial committee, so many people that... uh, I'm I'm so glad it's not... This church is not built around one personality or one person. And uh, because uh, it's just not the way it's supposed to be. Years ago, we had an opportunity, I believe it was on the same Sunday, that we ordained Jason and Rifle as pastors into the ministry here. I believe believe we did it on the same day, I believe, and um, years back. And uh, at that time, it was amazing as we laid hands upon them, their wives were with them. And and, uh, when we went through that process, we had talked with Rifle about at that time, becoming a part of the eldership team because normally uh, our ordained pastors are a part of our eldership team. But he had just had a baby or getting ready to have a baby. And uh, they were just kind of beginning Raymond Ministries, so many different things. And, and he said, you know, Pastor Doug, I, I, I so appreciate the opportunity, but I just don't feel like right now is the right time for me to step into that role. And we understood. and We said, well, we love you. And Glad that you're a part of our pastoral team, and and maybe down the road we'll that you'll be at a different place, and we will be too, and and we are, praise God. Um, I know that we've we've gone to rifle a couple times, and said, "Is it time yet?" And and um, no, not yet. So uh, last weekend felt like God had been stirred in our hearts that it was time to ask again. And what we didn't know that God had spoke to him, he said, the next time they ask, it's time. Say yes. So we asked. He said yes. We had a wonderful marriage ceremony. And uh, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Okay. Um, and uh, so we want to ask Rifle and Tiffany to come up here. And uh, as we come on. We so appreciate Pastor Rifle. We so appreciate Tiffany. They're, they are a gift to this body. They really, really are. Anyone that can shape an offering message around Harley Davidson is a mighty man of God. But we want to be able to lay hands upon them today as they are We'll be stepping in. The eldership role rifle will be. And, uh, and of course, as Tiffany, as his wife, will, uh, will be a great part of just uh, his life and our church life and everything. And so I'll ask for our pastors and our elders to come up here, their wives, if they're with them today. And um, once again, we want to be able to acknowledge what God is doing. We are really excited and grateful that Rifle is stepping into this role upon our eldership team. 
And uh, I think Scott, is Lisa here this morning? Oh, there you are. You look just like Lisa. <laughs> Scott, our other elder, is not able to be here this morning. So um, anything, any of y'all want to say anything before we pray for a rifle? Real quick. Bob, you want to say something? Yeah, I'd just, just like to say what a, a pleasure it is and an honor to be around rifle and uh, how much we all learn from him. And uh, I just thank the Lord that he spoke to him and, and told him to uh, become a member of the elders. It's just it's just a wonderful blessing. All right. Okay, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Can we all stand up once again? This, I love asking you all to stand up, okay? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you so much for this man of God, this woman of God. Father, we thank you that you have brought this amazing couple to harvest, to be a part of what you're doing right now, Lord. And Father, as we lay hands upon them, Father, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for setting them aside, setting them apart, rifle for the eldership ministry here, Lord God, the oversight of our church, Father, the pastoral responsibility of feeding the sheep, caring for the sheep, the people in this church, Father. God, we thank you for Tiffany. We thank you, Lord God, for the amazing gifts that are in our life. Father, the hospitality that's within her, the, just the, the sweetness, Father, of her spirit. God, we thank you, Father, how she, uh, you use her in the lives of the other young women, Lord Father. We thank you for that. And Father, we lay hands upon them today and we set them apart, set rifle apart, God, for eldership. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that for that mantle that would, as, that would come upon him, Father, to be able to, to, to take the responsibility, Lord, of, of part of the eldership team here. Father, functioning together, different gifts, diverse gifts, all working together, Father, to glorify you, all working together to lead our church. Father, we thank you, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for this man. We thank you, Father, for the grace that's upon him. Father, we thank you, Father, for what you have done in his life. Father, of drawing him out of darkness into light, Father. Father, we thank you for the testimony of healing within his body that that uh, he walks out, God, each and every day. We thank you, Father, for just the heart that's within this man. And we give you praise, Lord. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. The rifle, not only is your hours doubled now, so will be your salary. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you all to, afterwards to be able to come up and just congratulate rifle. And uh, you know, In many ways, he's already been walking in that place. It's just an acknowledgement this morning what God's already has done. Hallelujah. All right. Um, I've got a lot to say today, which I will not be able to say at all. For you're not able at this point to, to handle, no. Um, 
But it's just a, you know, that, that crazy clock up there. But I want to talk a little bit about the dawning of a new day. I don't know when you woke up this morning, if you woke up with the realization that this could be a new day. That as you awoke, as you looked outside and the sun had risen, that this was a dawning of a new day for you. And that today there are new miracles for you. Today there is answered answered answers for you of promises that you've been waiting on, believing upon or whatever. There is something about having an excitement, an anticipation, a thought that every day that I have in the Lord, it's a new day. It's a new day. It's not just an ordinary day. That today, the God of all miracles, the God that is able to do all things, can bring to me what I need today to be able to make it through this day. And so, Today we also, throughout church, churches all over the globe, are celebrating, this is Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost Sunday. And uh, the day that we know that is recorded in Acts chapter 2, actually Pentecost came way before Acts chapter 2. It was a part of Jewish history, part of Jewish uh, uh, custom of Pentecost itself. And, uh, but... Today we celebrate the outpouring of God's Spirit upon all flesh. In that Acts chapter 2 situation. Can we go to the next slide? You know, it says, we're just going to read through this slide and the next slide. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, it said that they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, and the Spirit gave them utterance. Amazing recount of what happened that day. I, I can only imagine what it must have been like. I mean, just because when, when Jesus told the disciples to wait for wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father, they had no idea. They understood it meant of something of the Holy Spirit, but they had no idea what was going to happen. But yet, 120 of them gathered together, meeting in one accord day after day after day after day after day. Many days they met, prayed together waiting on the promise of the Father. And I'm sure that morning when they woke up, it was like every other morning they had woke, woken up prior to that. Nothing special. You know, there was no memo from God, get ready, get ready to happen. There was no voice from heaven going, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6. Here it comes! It said that as they gathered together, being together that suddenly from heaven came a mighty rushing wind. Suddenly. Suddenly that which they had been anticipating, 
that which they knew that what God had promised had finally come. But I just wonder what all the days before were like. Day after day waiting, nothing happens that day. Nothing happens the next day. They're wondering, getting on each other's nerves. You know how it is. Can you imagine us being together day after day waiting because God said, I want you to wait. Can you imagine what it would be like? You know, okay, who burnt the grits this morning? They're horrible. Whose who's responsibility was to cook the grits today? Oh, you scorched the grits. It's horrible. Or just being together day after day, we tend to get on each other's nerves a bit. Sometimes. I'm, I'm not really looking at you. No. But don't we? Let's be real this morning. That as we gather together, as we're waiting upon the Lord, how many of you know that is at times can be one of the most frustrating places that you can be? Knowing that there's a promise that God has promised, knowing that you're waiting on something, knowing that it's going to come, but it hasn't come yet. And day after day goes by, and there's a little bit more of a disappointment. Why didn't it happen today? And more disappointment. The enemy always, always speaking to you, always accusing the Father that the Father's not going to bring it forth. The Father's not going to make it happen. You know, why would He bless you? Why would He do anything in your life? Why would He bring changes in your life? Why would He bring a breakthrough in your life? How I many, is it just me? Or do we hear those voices at times? All right, two of you. Great. Okay. And Seth. And Seth back there. All right. can always count on Seth. Amen. <laughs> but I just imagine that they just didn't know how it was going to come. And it says that, and suddenly it comes. How many of you have those suddenly testimonies in our lives? You're just doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're following the Lord. You're praying. You're seeking Him. You're reading the Word. And that thing that you've held in your heart and you've dreamed about and you've prayed over and you've asked God, then suddenly God brings what is needed. Suddenly that He brings that. What is it that keeps us filled with hope? What is it that keeps us hanging on in life? What is it? Because we need that. We need that. How many times have maybe you or I that we missed the suddenly because we got tired of waiting? We missed that suddenly of His provision. We missed that suddenly of that gift of grace, whatever it might have been, because we just got tired of waiting and we began to pursue something different. We all probably have done that from time to time. But what is it that causes us to be able to rest in God, to know that God is faithful? God is a God of new days, new dawns for you and I. A God of miracles. I put part of that answer in your bulletin. If you look at your bulletin today, 
There's a scripture out of the book of Lamentations that talks about that the mercies, the compassions of the Lord are new every morning. There's got to be something rooted within your life and my life as we follow God. That we know that our God is unlike any other person. Jeremiah, who wrote Lamentations, give you a little bit of a background. How many of you have ever decided to read that joyful book called Lamentations? It's like a funeral dirge. It really is. It's a funeral message over the city of Jerusalem that Jeremiah writes. Lamenting what has come upon their nation. Lamenting what has come upon Jerusalem because of their disobedience, following, not following God, all of those things. And in chapter 3, right in the midst of the most hopeless Scriptures, it seems like, Jeremiah pauses. And it changes. It changes. And I love the passage in or the, the translation in the Amplified Version. That's what I have up there. Let's read through this together. Jeremiah comes to the place and is, and is bemoaning the, all the things were going on, remembering all the things, that the affliction, the, the feeling like they have perished, that, that they have lost everything which they had. But yet God still had an amazing plan for His nation, for His people. And Jeremiah stops and he says, but this I recall. And it's important, guys, when we're in difficult times and difficult moments and waiting moments, that we come to a place to say, and this I recall. He says, but this I recall and therefore I have hope. My expectation that I have hope and expectation. And he goes on and he says, It is because of the Lord's mercy and loving kindness that we are not consumed. You know, he looks around and he sees everything around him has been consumed. Jerusalem has been burned, torn down. What the glorious thing it was at one time, it no longer is. And he says that even though that's been consumed, I stand here today and I proclaim because of God's mercy and His loving kindness, I am not consumed. Because of His tender mercies, they fail not. And then He says this, I love it, but they are new every morning. Listen, we can, we can shut our Bibles right now and go home. Because if you can get that one thing in your spirit, that the mercies, the loving kindness of God, His tender compassions, they fail not. And they are new every morning. Everybody say, every morning. Say, today, this day, God's mercies are new. God is a God of great miracles. He's the God of the great suddenlies of life where His mercy is released, where His loving kindness is released, where His compassion is released, where His grace is released 
upon our lives. And we can wait, and we can hope, and we can endure, and we can make it through whatever we're waiting on, knowing to the, to the center of our heart that His mercies are new every morning. He goes on. They are new every morning. Great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. Wow. Listen to the heart of Can you just gain the heart of Jeremiah this morning? All of a sudden, he pauses and he remembers, but I have my God. Everything around me is devastated, but I have God. That, is, that changes everything. Because I know my God... I know His mercies. I know His loving kindness. I know His compassions. They fail not, and they're new every day. And He says that great and abundant is your stability and faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, or my share, says my living being, my inner self. Therefore will I have hope, will I, will I hope in Him and wait expectantly for Him. Wow. Wow. And we're all at different places this morning. We're all at different places. But this one thing this morning, that it's a new dawn, to realize that when we wake up, no matter what has been unanswered previous to that point, no matter what has not appeared or showed up in your life previous to that point, no matter what seemingly has not been answered yet previous to that point, today is a new day. Today is a new day because God is new every day. His miracles are new every day, every day. He's great and abundant. He is your stability and faithfulness. And he goes on and says, And the Lord is good to those who wait hopefully and expectantly for Him. To those who seek Him, which means to inquire and and for Him and require Him by right of necessity and on the authority of God's Word. Wow. Wow. That's why I like to amplify it. It just expands the meanings of these things. It's in Scripture what it really says. It says, The Lord is good to those who wait hopefully expectantly for Him. To those who seek Him, inquire of and for Him and require Him by the right of necessity and on the authority of God's Word. How many of you have some necessary things that need to happen in your lives? How many of you believe that God wants to meet those things? How many of you believe that you have the promise and the authority of God's Word to ask for those things and claim those things? And to know that His mercies are new every day. Mercies are new every day. Whether it happens that day or not, we're one day closer. We're one day closer to your answer. We're one day closer to that provision. We're one day closer to solving that problem. We're one day closer for the deliverance of whatever it is, for the salvation of a loved one. You're one day closer. One day closer. The wonderful thing about it in God is that, is that this is all contained in Him and our communion with Him and our covenant with Him. We share in that. 
with sharing that. Let me encourage you. We can't do it this morning. But let me encourage you to take today, this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow morning, take out Isaiah, I mean Psalm 46, and read through Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is a amazing psalm of thanksgiving or praise of what happened in 2 Kings chapter 18 and 19 of the deliverance of, for Hezekiah from the king of Assyria. It's amazing. We, can't, we don't have time to talk about it today. But in that psalm, it gives us three principles of learning how to wait on God as they did. And they woke up one morning the dawning of a new day, and it all had changed. Their enemies had been defeated overnight by God. 185,000 totally taken care of by God. And in that psalm, you'll read, one, that you need to return to your refuge. Two, in God, in His power, in His strength, in His spirit, you you rediscover your strength. And in God, in that place, to be able to persevere and wait, you must redirect your thoughts. You must redirect your thoughts of anything that's negative or whatever. You redirect your thoughts to the promises of God. Now, we're going to celebrate this morning. It's a new day. This is a new dawn for you. Can you proclaim that over your life? It's a new dawn. Father, thank you. It's a new day for me. And we're going to celebrate and we're going to share in communion together. Share in the covenant that we have in God. Share in because of that, because we are in that covenant, we can live a life that His mercies are new every day. His mercies are new every day. I want Nicole come up here right before we... She, during, during worship, she, God gave her a bit of a vision. And it really connects in with what I'm saying. Um. You know, when we, see, when we see things in the Spirit, they are more real than things in the natural. Because what is in the Spirit manifests in the natural. So we can all see into the Spirit if we train our Spirit eye. Every single one of us has got a Spirit being with Spirit ears to hear the voice of God and spiritual eyes to see what's happening. And so when we come up here and you know, say, this is what I'm seeing, if we grab a hold onto that reality, which is more real than what you see here, like the, the fruits and the, um, the evidence of if you listen to God and hear and catch on to what he's doing is going to be very, very powerful and fruitful for us. So as we were worshiping today, I saw angels that were silver walking around us, just walking around us. And silver represents redemption, a buying back, a taking back what was once ours. All right? And I saw packages above a whole bunch of different people, just packages waiting. And those were promises. And these angels were going around, and I saw the, the Lord release to different people these, these silver daggers. And the angels were going around, walking amongst people, and it was like the Lord was saying, it's time for you to cut open. Oh, and then at one stage, Jason started singing about the God of Covenant, He mentioned covenant, and I just saw a banner of the color of the rainbow come over us. 
you know, God has been speaking to me so much about the redemption even of that symbol, how the world has taken the symbol of the rainbow and turned it into something so perverted. But it was God's idea originally. It belongs to God. And so there's this banner of, of covenant over us. And the Lord said this morning that it is time for us to stand and take back what is ours. The Lord is, is releasing these things to us. What covenants are you standing on that are rightfully belong to us as the believers for the purpose of taking back dominion of the earth? Guys, when you see an area that is bound in poverty, that's the footprint of the enemy. God wants to come in there, display his glory, display the goodness and the extravagance and the kindness of the Lord into that situation. When you see somebody who's bound in sickness and pain, that's the footprint of the enemy. The Lord wants to come in there and expose the glory of his goodness and kindness. So this morning as we're taking communion, the, the promises and the banner of God's covenant is blazing above us. And the reality of the packages of the promises of the Lord are here for us this morning. And this, is more, this reality is more real than what you have come in here with. So take a hold of it and say, God, what promise is mine that you are wanting to manifest, not just for me, but for my family life? For the generations. This is, a, this is not just about me. This is about taking back the places that the enemy has crept into and said, these are mine. Oh, no, they're not. They belong to our God. And therefore, they are ours for the taking. So as we take the covenant promises this morning, what are we standing for? And what are we going to say, God, I take this back by faith, and I'm standing on this promise. It is mine. Amen. Let's stand. What we normally do is that this side will come down, receive bread. Receive a cup. This side was the same thing. Let me say this this morning. As we stand this morning, we're not only standing in our covenant with God, but we're standing for each other. We are a body. Believers. It says in a body that we each have a place that we affect each other. We supply one another. That we're joined together. We're knitted together by the Spirit of God. And so what you are receiving today, what you are standing for today, what you are claiming for today is not just for yourself, but ultimately is for someone else in this room, I believe, outside these walls, for someone else. So, Father, we thank you this morning as we proclaim the body and the blood, as we proclaim, Father, that you say, and when you were with your disciples, that you broke the bread and you said, this is my body which has been broken for you take and eat it. When you took the cup and you said, drink from this cup, this is the blood of my new covenant which has been shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins and a new covenant that we are in together. We are joined together in a new way. Father, we receive it this morning, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please come down.